Hey everyone, and welcome to a podcast by Buffalo Occupational Therapy for student and OT practitioners looking to bridge the gap between what you were taught in school and real-world OT practice. We are all about using our full scope of practice and understand that OT is so much more than ADLs. We are a medical science, we are a social science, and we are the cutting-edge next generation of OT practitioners. Welcome to Rethink OT. Today I'm going to explain these elements of practice and offer you an example of how important they are to achieving great therapeutic outcomes. If you've been following my blog or calls, you know that implementing psychosocial and perceptual motor elements into every evaluation and treatment session is extremely important to me. I believe these things separate us from the pack, and it's a way for an OTP to use their intuitive nature to foster growth, healing, and confidence in the lives of their patients. So what is psychosocial? As an OTP, we first learn about the importance of psychosocial needs on human development when we learn Eric Erickson's stages of psychosocial development. These stages tell us that psychological components have an effect on how an individual interacts with his physical and social environments. Knowing human development and psychological approaches to care are crucial in physical rehabilitative outcomes. As we also know through the Kawa River model, PEO, and PEFIT, Psychosocial factors of an individual in any kind of recovery will dictate outcomes and how long those outcomes will be maintained. What are the psychological components of motor function? In this call and previous calls, we have already identified occupational therapy as a holistic and transactional practice, a practice that understands the leading roles the human psyche and environments play in physical rehabilitative outcomes. Therefore, we can deduce that psychological factors also affect an individual's ability to perform motor-related tasks. An example of this would be kinesiophobia. Have you ever heard of it? The fear of movement? This condition is debilitating and actually prolongs the rehabilitative process. Your body is so fearful of becoming hurt again that it fights the movement that led to the injury in the first place. How about a psychosomatic response? I've had patients that have been thoroughly tested and given raving results of recovery, yet still believe they're having chest pain during any amount of physical activity. These symptoms are very real and present as barriers to recovery and independence. Ultimately, these psychological factors decrease our patient's quality of life. Hey guys, I just want to interrupt real quick. I want to take a minute to remind you to head to our website for OT treatment ideas, any PDFs we reference in this podcast, and a ton of OT science rationale for your documentation. Be the therapist your clients ask for instead of just the therapist they feel they can do without. Head to the bot portal and OT store at www.buffalooccupationaltherapy.com. And don't forget to find us on social media in our Facebook group at Outpatient OT or on Insta at OT underscore Outpatient. Now back to the show. Okay, so action steps. The question is, how in the world do we as occupational therapy practitioners even find out or deduce that these concerns may be a problem? Then, how do we address these concerns in our treatments? Number one, we listen. We learn from the evaluation while we build our patient's occupational profile. 
we listen to the goals they are choosing for themselves and then press them up against what we know of their environments and role needs. Two, we adapt our treatment when we see incorrect execution, concern, hesitation, or confusion. Be observant. Please do not give someone an activity and walk away. Don't tell them to put 10 pegs in a board, move 10 rings across a range of motion arc, or let them continue to fail during an ambulation or standing exercise. Do not push your treatment plan or creative activity when there is something amiss. There have been many times when I have learned some treatment-altering conditions and impairments my patient had not mentioned to anyone. Why? Because I stopped midway through the activity and said, okay, let's talk. This is what I'm seeing. What do you think about this activity? Number three, we let them speak. Leave room for reflection at the end of every single treatment. This is not patient education. As an occupational therapist, this act is a therapeutic activity to evoke a physical response. It is within our scope of practice to address these elements of care. I hope this helps provide some clarity on the topics. Check our website for the transcripts from this call.